The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y. And mention I sent you. So we've just concluded the divisional round of the playoffs, which to me is the number one football weekend of the year. I think it's the best football, the best playoff games. You get four games. It's 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 awesome. Uh, and the big question around these parts is um, how close are the Steelers to any of these teams? And we get we get a lot of pessimism. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, I just <laughs> I just put up a poll. Said how how far away are the Steelers from being a Super Bowl contender? And seventy five percent said either very far or far away, and twenty five percent said close. So that's where we're at. Um, I know you. I saw you on Twitter talking about. It. I saw Ed Bouchette saying that we're miles away from it. Um, yeah, are, are are the Steelers actually any close to to being a Super Bowl contender? You know, it's a it's a tough one. I I noticed that right away yesterday too. For some reason, it kind of started not so much after the Ravens Texans, but really um, after the Lions game. Uh, and you know, maybe it's because the Lions are young, and, and I don't know. But I think that because this Lions team kind of reminds me of like those that 05 and 08 Steelers team, right? You know, young coming up. Steve Hutchinson, all these guys. And, um, you know, they drafted very well, uh, some free agency acquisitions. And, and, and I just think like, yeah, what I think the furthest part of it, Joe, is to me, they brought in Jared Goff and they believed in him. When a lot of people in the Rams are starting to poo-poo the guy, a lot of people said, oh, the Rams got the better part of that deal. And now they did win a Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> That's where I think we're the furthest part away because you still, you know, you had Tom what, last Tuesday say, hey, it looks like Kenny Pickett might be QB number one. Maybe he is. Maybe you bring Mason Rudolph back. But I, I told this, I said this to you a few weeks ago, we're in a quarterback controversy that we don't need that Tomlin created. So, you know, we, we don't know who's our QB number one. And now there's still talk about could the Steelers bring in a guy. Uh, I just saw something from a couple people, a lot of sources, saying they expect the Steelers might go and get DeAndre Hopkins before the deadline on Tuesday. Um, it, it just seems like there's so much unanswered questions. The offensive line, no doubt, improved towards the end of the year, but they, I feel still like they're a few place pieces away from being what they were. There's no Jeff Hardings. There's no Marquise Pouncey. You know, um, there's, just, there's just a lot of missing pieces before we're there. I mean, running backs – Probably there. T.J. Watt, we got a key defensive player. Uh, Killebrew is looking like a great find. Pay him, bring him back. I think there's some pieces there, but there's just not enough there that I feel like going into next year, we're Super Bowl contenders. I'm back to where we started. I told you from the beginning, they needed. I feel <clears throat> they needed to win a playoff game or two to show me they're progressing, and they didn't do that. So I know they were 10-7. and seven. But I don't know, Joe. I, that's I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm not. I'd love them to be there. Here's here's a uh, opposing viewpoint. This is from Steelers Takeaways at Pittsburgh Sport. He says everyone is saying how the Steelers are 
well, are far from quote unquote this level of play, yet they were down seven to the Bills with 10 minutes left in the game with no Watt, Alexander Holcomb, half of Hayward, etc. This team has upgraded quarterback play and it could upgrade DB and center and the free agent draft. But so so basically he's saying that they're they're somewhat close. Um I I, I think the 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 question is is the entire is the Steelers' entire philosophy uh, right on? Um, you know, let's say, let's say we had Mason Rudolph. Let's say we had like okay quarterback play all year, like like what Mason Rudolph did for the last three or four games. Um, you know, can you win with an okay quarterback, a good running game, uh, and and a good defense? I don't know. I don't know. Can they compete with a Mahomes or an Allen or or like the best teams in or the Ravens or in the best teams in the AFC? Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like I and this is not a knock. This isn't knocking on Kenny Pickett. It's just like I look at Mahomes, I look at Jared Goff, I look at Lamar Jackson, I look at all these people that have a firm QB in place. Uh, you know, Allen and, and they're moving up and down. And we just don't have that yet. Could it come? Maybe. That may be the factor. Maybe Kenny Pickett clicks next year, and that's what needs to happen. Whatever needs to happen, a quarterback needs a click. Because if you look at Josh Allen, um, I love Josh Allen. I mean, he runs like Elway or, or Ben, even even better at maybe times. He's got a good arm. Uh, but yesterday, he didn't have a great day. His big receiver, you know, his big receiver is supposedly one of the best receivers in the league, and he'll tell you that. Uh, didn't come through. Awesome. The game. That yeah, was a game right there. He makes that really, catch. They win the game. Yeah. He makes that catch. They probably win the game. And he's been, he has not been good for a while. I mean, his last 100 yard game came in October. His last touchdown came in November. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just like, I feel like we have decent receivers. I'd like to see whatever. It's just, it's like, we need so much. Like that, you, you said that guy made a couple points. Those are those are a lot of points there for four points. They need better quarterback play. That's a that's that's not easy. We've been through the bad quarterback play. They need to draft. They need the cornerbacks step up. There's a lot there, Joe. Uh, and that's I think that's why I think people are saying they're far away. Um, if Kenny Pickett would have thrown for, I don't know, uh, 25 touchdowns to this year and 10 picks or five picks or whatever, and then maybe you're like, yep. Something to build on. It's moving. It's trending. But that's what we didn't see. And again, not necessarily blaming on a Kenny Pickett. It's just what we haven't seen yet. It was a lost season. And, and you know, yeah. for for those reasons you mentioned, um, the Mason Rudolph thing was a cute story. But right. we don't know. We don't think he's the long-term answer. And we don't even think he'll be on the team next year. We are. We are. We Kenny Pickett took a step backwards and he wasn't that great. He didn't have that great of a rookie season. We that's that's it. That's all that that's all this it, this offseason should be about is getting an offensive coordinator and get Kenny Pickett right or whatever, whoever the quarterback is, Mason, whoever, just get decent quarterback play. And we haven't had that in. I I don't even want to say Ben Roethlisberger's last year. That wasn't that great either. It's been no. a long time since we've had even 
average quarterback play. I agree. And, and that's kind of why I feel it's like far away. You know, it's like we have so much we have to do. Like uh, if you peel back and say, okay, what, what did go good? Joey Porter's emerging as probably one of the top corners in, in, in the league. Uh, no question. Uh, Broderick Jones was a successful draft pick. Looked good as long as he doesn't regress next year. I Great. Uh, the running backs definitely improved over the last month. Jalen Warren, Najee. If Najee keeps running like that, they're going to be great. So there's there's some things to build on. Uh, you know, Boswell, he's he's steady as a kicker. Our punter stinks. We need a new punter. Our center is horrible. Centers are a dime a dozen in the NFL, Joe. They're tough to yeah. come by. You can find one in the draft, but even if you do this year and you get a stud, you know, he may come along, but it's going to take him a while. So he's probably another year to two away from having a stud center. Let's say bring in like Jeff Hardings is one of the best free agent acquisitions in, in, in team history. If maybe they can find a, a center to bring in. Um, so there's just so much they've got to do. There's some stuff. Yes. It's encouraging, but there's a lot more of, we just don't know. And I think you hit it right on the head with Mason Rudolph. Like I'm not, <laughs> I just don't think he's the answer either. So can he pick it just for himself? I think we've all seen Mason, enough of Mason Rudolph to know that what we saw, I don't know if you want to call it a flash in a pan, maybe improvement, uh, but I just I don't see that for 18 games next year, man. I just don't. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> there's so much. So much Tomlin's got to do. You know, they stuck They stuck with Kenny and Mitch Trubisky because out of like – I don't want to say obligation, but it wasn't because of how well they played. And that's what scares me is, are we going through another year of this? Now we're going to get another offensive coordinator, whoever the heck that is. What is this? How are things going to change? Are things going to get better? Are things going to get worse? We don't know. We're back to square one. And it doesn't matter if you have an all pro at every position on the defense and offensive line and wide receiver running back. It doesn't matter if your quarterback sucks, your team sucks. And so we are back. We are basically who knows? Who knows where we're at next year? I mean, it is so frustrating. I said we stopped last week with Allison. I I I feel like Okay, one thing you take away, they went 5-1 and one in the best division in football. So there's something there. I mean, there, there's definitely something there. We said that at the beginning of the season. But it just seems like either Tomlin and his staff have not been able to extract that and get the best out of the players or whatever. And I'm sorry, you still have all the locker room comments. Um, Cam Hayward's coming back. Good. Guess what? Like we said last year, you still better find his replacement. They need to find a defensive lineman that can get in there and give him a break. They still haven't done that. You know, I'm, I mean, you, Cam Hayward's not going to go 18 games again next year. He's just not. It would be nice to have him not have to rely on him so much. So, I mean, inside linebacker, Joe. They, I mean, what are they doing on inside linebacker? Uh, there's just – there's pieces there. Yes. Do they suck? No. But there's a fine line between, you know, if we're sitting here in August – Am I about to say, yep, we're contenders? I can't, I don't have enough, don't have enough confidence right now to say, yeah. When we went into last season, the beginning of last season, we were so hopeful uh, because, uh, you know, Kenny looked awesome. Everything looked awesome. The offense looked great. They scored a touchdown every time they 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 <laughs> went on the field. Everything was awesome. What are we going to say this year? 
We I don't I don't care if they score 100 points in the preseason. It doesn't matter. It's oh god, it's just it's just so oh, frustrating. Yeah. Did we not learn that lesson this year? Because we thought, uh, not including the Buffalo Bills, when they smoked the Bills at home, um, everything pointed towards this is what we needed. And I guess if you go back on that, it's a really great point you brought up. If you go back on that, why were our expectations high? Because we finally felt Kenny found his niche. It all goes back to the quarterback. It really does. Uh, and that's where, man, I, I hope, I love nothing more to see Kenny Pickett come out next year and have a solid year and get us there. I just have a hard time. Uh, I just don't know if he's there yet, man. It's just, and that's, it's three years, Joe. That's what's tough. Like if, if maybe it's, it's either, okay. If he, if he was the guy, he would have been there by now, but there's been a lot of crap that's been thrown his way that has sucked. And I still go back to two years ago when they never gave him a damn snap in preseason. Then he gets in a regular season game like, oh, go in. We know you had to take a snap in training camp, but it's okay. You'll do okay. And he did okay, but he struggled. There was a fine line as to why. Uh, you know, and then. But the, the scary thing is he just he just regressed. You know, his one of his traits is he's so smart that he never makes the same mistake twice. Oh, yeah. I saw him make the same mistake a hundred times. The the little spin spin around into the waiting arms of the defensive lineman is I saw that so many times. I you know, you could just predict it. It's like here we go. He did the same thing over and over again, missing open receivers. Like, and then that's all Mason did was just be functional it's like oh there's there's an open receiver i think i'll throw to him there boom and that's all he did he was just a he he just he just walked where every other steelers uh uh uh, quarterback crawled or stumbled or fell or god knows what they did there was a lot of stuff that mason did that wasn't necessarily spectacular but considering circumstances ended up being spectacular for the steelers right you had what three straight games over 30 points I mean, again, like you said, he wasn't out there looking like Montana or Elway or Marino. Um, you know what? You, you know what era I grew up. I just totally shoot past anybody. You know, I don't. I, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I just shoot right to the '80s quarterbacks. Oh, same, same. <laughs> um, you know, okay, Brady or Manning or or Drew Brees, I guess. Um, and he wasn't spectacular in doing it, but he did it. So it just goes to show, like, man, if Kenny was who we thought he could be or supposed to be. Holy crap! You know, and I still feel like, you know, they mismanaged the Cardinals and Patriots and Colts games so poorly. Uh, and that's why, you know, somebody said, and I put out that tweet, you're right. And somebody said, really? The Lions, they've been bottom drawers for years. Like, are you paying attention? Because over the last three years, they have not been. They took a chance on Dan Campbell, Gamble Campbell. He's been great. That's why I've said new coaching perspective might be just what we need. We're not going to get that. Um they had they've taken some chances on draft picks. The Lions have done a lot in the last couple of years. The Steelers have not to get them where they are, and they're playing for an NFC title against the, the 49ers. I don't know if they're going to win, um, but it, it's it's really something to see where they're at. And that's if you do want to compare, maybe that's the right comparison because if you're comparing us to the Detroit Lions, I know you wouldn't have thought this three or four years ago. I don't think we're where they where they are. Maybe we're starting to where they could be, but it's just you know there's a lot there, Joe, and it's just. Um, we have some pieces, but a lot more needs to happen. A lot more, if you ask me. I said, um, Dan Campbell, coach of the decade, and I was sort of kidding, uh, <laughs> for what that guy has done. 
to a to a franchise and an organization that has lost for that hasn't won a darn thing for 30 years and to come in there and completely change the culture and completely change everything it is amazing and that is very similar to what happened when Bill Cower came in um yeah. when, when he was first a coach Chuck Knoll is one of the greatest coaches of all time, but he way, way, way overstayed his welcome. And you could tell, and that was a lousy team. And as soon as Cower got in there with his enthusiasm and, and his energy, it changed everything. And yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly what happened with the lions. And I think, if, you know, maybe people say you're overrating this, but I don't think so. I mean, he was a part of that. Oh, 16 Lions team. He played on that team. You know, he has a, uh, a vested, I feel, interest in that um, because of that. You know, he he knows what it's like to be one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL to where they are now. So he has a personal investment in that. The only thing I could say is this. I don't think I can ever remember seeing Tomlin be that much of an open book at a press conference like he was Tuesday. Um, a lot of heartfelt stuff. He addressed stuff. He addressed his, his longevity with the Steelers, talked about, uh, numerous times, like we failed, we didn't make the playoffs. Somebody asked a great thing. Well, did you hit any little goals along the way? Which I thought was a pretty good question because I think, and he mentioned he kind of slipped in there like we did hit some, but it doesn't matter because the playoffs are still going on and, and we're not a part of that. So to me, it's like he does get it. It didn't seem to me like they were placated answers. I really felt like he he did. And so we're stuck. He's back next year, Joe. There's that's that's in. It's finito. He's done. Um, so no more, I can't really say he needs to go because <laughs> he's back, but if you can take that emotion you showed Tuesday and, and really apply that, and if you're real about it, if you're real, if you mean that stuff you said and seemed to mean to me as emotional as you said it, then make it happen. Because to me, this is your last hurrah. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in you, but I'll give you, I'll give you a credit there. It seemed to me like you were invested, but this has got to be it. This has got to be it. He was humbled um, Very. and, you know, with good reason. Um, so, uh, somebody asked him, it's like, well, this is this is before the Bills game. It's like, well, did you, um, you know, that, that, that the team hasn't won a playoff game in so many years and, you know, you're 0 and 5 or whatever in the last playoff games, you know, does that affect this team? He's like, no, that's, that's my burden. That's not their burden. This, this team is its own team. It's, it's my burden. And, and for him to once again, fail at that there, he has no choice, but to be humble. And, and, you know, I, I watch every press conference and I'm sure you do too. He is, he's downright rude with the media. He basically he he even he even just flat out said one time he's like yeah I lied to you guys I don't you know I just say whatever you know I just, I just say whatever you guys want to hear yeah um you know he was he, he was humbled and that 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 gives me hope because he, he's not that yeah he is stubborn and set in his ways and you know that's the Steeler way to be patient and and you know set set in their ways but he he does make changes like for example um. The Steelers, when they went to the West Coast, it was almost a guaranteed loss every single time. And they made an adjustment to, I think, when they go to the West yeah. Coast. I think they go like a day earlier or something now. And uh -huh. the, the record is much better going to the West Coast. So he is 
you know, I think he's open to new ideas and I think we'll see how open he is to new ideas and who he gets as an offensive coordinator. Cause another big thing from that press conference was we're hiring from the outside. You're getting off your lazy button, not just going down the hall and say, Hey, who wants to be offensive? Yeah, who wants thanks. to be coordinator? Oh, the, oh, the, 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 yeah, you, you, okay. Okay. Yeah. You, 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 okay. Yeah. It's you, you, you know, you know, there, and, and, you know, you can make an argument for, Mike Sullivan and um, um, the other guy. I'm, I'm sorry, his name his name escapes me. You can make an argument because they did. You know there was an improvement in the offense when and you know after after Matt Canada was fired. But he's like we're, we want somebody from the outside now. That could be good or that could be a complete disaster. Uh, yeah, we'll but then I then like I said, I'll I'll bash you, but I'll give you credit where it's due. And where I give him credit is. Okay, if we can't have Tomlin out of there and, and still have – if you want to get fresh perspective, that's what you got to do. You're right. You can't just go down and ask a guy that stirs the nacho cheese, hey, do you want to be our tight ends coach or do you want to be our offense coordinator? So go out and get the guy. Let's see who it is. Um, and the other thing that got me on that, Joe, is he didn't need to say it because nobody asked him about it. But for him to bring up Marquise Pouncey like he did out of nowhere, basically, you know, I mean, who's talking about Marquise Pouncey other than when we talk about great Steelers centers, right, because he's there? Um and he just comes right out and says he's a championship player and I didn't get him a championship. So I feel like he was very open book there saying, I realize my failures. I, I let Marquise Pouncey down. We can start going down the line, right? Uh, maybe he does realize Ben probably should have won more Super Bowls or been to more Super Bowls under me and it didn't happen. So I just hope that that's all true and he, had, uh, he applies himself and that's the case. So go get the new offensive coordinator. Go do different things, and maybe you listen to that locker room because I keep going back to Fryerman saying it's like for the last three years, everybody knows what our playbook's like. Then that means go get a new damn offensive coordinator to fix things and switch things up because uh, it needs to be done. And maybe he realized he didn't come out and say it, but I think he realized Matt Canada was a big mistake. That was my mistake. Shouldn't have done it, and it cost us. So, yeah. Yep. You could set a clock to, to what the – what the Steelers were going to do on offense run, run pass. Oh. Uh, it was, it was, we knew what was going to happen. You could, you, it was just, you know, and, and we knew it. And every, almost every team said, yeah, we know what's coming. It's, it's, <laughs> it's sad. It's, it was pathetic, but there are not just what fire said about the offense, but then we got to talk about still all the drama. That you know, at, at one point, um, after after that loss in Cleveland, Najee Harris said, "There, quote, there's a lot of stuff that goes around that here that you don't see." I'm just at a point where I'm tired of this bleep. What and and we saw that all year. You know, Najee mentions things. Najee at the end of the season saying we need we need to you know be more disciplined or or better rules or you know whatever whatever that was about. Um, you know. Deont it seems like the, the major cause of the drama was Deontay Johnson and, and uh, George Pickens, but it sounds like there's a lot that needs to be fixed. And I don't, I don't care. I don't care what they do. I don't care if they make Najee Harris dictator of the world, that they give him emergency powers <laughs> and let's say you are, you are president for life now or something like that. But somebody needs, somebody needs, something needs to happen. And I think, you know, you know, I get asked on on podcasts like, "Well, what is going on with with the drama?" I think what happened was when Tomlin first started, 
being the coach you had that that veteran core group that were just amazing players Heinz Ward Troy Kiesel uh Ferry all those guys you didn't need to tell you didn't need to tell them to grow up or or to act professionally or act like an adult those guys those guys police themselves and so he just let them do what they wanted but then Later on, those guys are gone. Now you have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and all this. And those you can't just let those guys be their known. They need to be, you know, it's it's like Najee said. You basically, you know, I come from a place where there was a lot of discipline. Maybe we need to get back to that. Maybe we need to treat these guys like little kids because they're freaking acting like them. Yeah, you're right, Joe. And it's it's kind of a like People, these players do want to play for Mike Tomlin. Okay, I, I get that. But there was something bigger than that back then. Remember when Larry Foote left, he goes back to the, he goes to the Detroit Lions. I mean, that kid, Michigan State, he is a Detroit guy through and through. He went there and could disliked it so much, he couldn't get back here to Pittsburgh fast enough. You know, and that's the kind of thing where I want to see it. Like, they say these players love to play for Tomlin. Okay, why? Is he easy on them? I mean, that's that's thing you hear a lot. But – that's got to transition to your right. Like this stuff doesn't come out in a locker room. You know, you, you had your Heath Millers, you had your, your, uh, your guys in there doing that kind of stuff. Big snack, uh, greatest nickname ever. You know, they're in there telling you, you can't do that. We, we keep it in house. So I really feel like somebody has got to go into there next year and say, look, you know, and sometimes I think players meetings, only meetings are somewhat overrated. Sometimes they're effective at Latrobe next year, whatever it is. Somebody I feel has got to step up and say, look, all this shit has got to stop. Yep. If you have stuff, get it off now. Let's talk about it. We got to fight. If we got to do whatever right now, let's do it. Yep. And let's leave it in Latrobe and St. Vincent and get back out here and do what we do. Because that, that just come boiled up and boiled over time and time again. We cannot do this. We cannot right. have this again. We cannot have a situation where it is basically a soap opera every single day we have to stop that we have to be a team we whether we like each other or not we have to be a team so that's one big thing they need to fix in this offseason and speaking of Najee, that's one of the questions is it's time or i think it's time for his uh to determine whether he gets that fifth year uh, option or not I think they're going to give it to him. Uh, I think they're going to give him the fifth year option. I don't know whether necessarily he's going to like it, but um, it, he looks so good. And there's a, there's a times where like we're seeing that Heisman trophy running back. We're seeing that guy that dominated in the sec. We're seeing that guy. There's glimpses of it. It's there. I'm not giving up on Najee Harris. I think having him back and Jalen Warren, because look what, look at If you want to compare us to these four teams that are left, you know, that the Ravens team, you know, they have a, a, a decent, you know, rotation running backs they keep using. The Kansas City Chiefs, you have Pacheco. You have uh, Edwards High uh, – I always mess his name up. Hilaire. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, thank you. You know, you have these things. You got you have the 49ers have different options. The Lions have different options. You need a two-back set. That would be – to me, that would be taking a big step back if you lost one of those two. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, those are two things you need if you want to get close to where the Lions and the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Niners are. You gotta have those two. Here's the funny thing. This is Najee Harris's last year, 2024. It's also um Jalen Warren's last year. Yep. 
how weird is that <laughs> that he is that that it's now now from what i understand to do the fifth year option on a running back you pay him 6.6 million to me that is a okay that is that is not breaking the bank i think that's fair and that's why you have that's one of the reasons why it's like well why do you put, why do you draft a running back in the first round so you could have him for that extra year so now you can have right. them, and that's that's not now. You know now if they give Najee just a one year extension and just basically say, okay, you're fifty year, you're you're gonna you're gonna make this, and that's it. And they give Jalen Warren like a five year deal or something like that. Najee is going to go ballistic because yeah, it's we, gonna get uh, ugly. So they they gotta give both of them long term deals. We draw a lot of fun parallels here on fantasy football. And I always say this, like, you know, if you go back to like the first yard league draft, which is like no three or four. And if, you know, at the time we only had 10 teams, we kind of got back from 10 to 12, but 10 picks were running backs. Right. And now if you look back in the last couple of years, it's been highly wide receiver, Travis Kelsey, maybe a running back, maybe a quarterback, uh, maybe quarterback. Right. So now when I look back down and we look at our rosters every year, it seems like every year we have to revote how many starting running backs do we want to have. Cause back in, those early 2000 years, you had two stud running backs. Now it's like once you get past those first four or five stud running backs, you're in the situation Steelers are in. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. You got to look at a guy and then handcuff that running back later in your draft. And a lot of these teams that are in here are a lot of final four remaining. They've had a decent bevy of running backs to get them there. So why you would let one of these two go, unless you're bringing somebody in or you're drafting a running back in the first round, I don't know. Um, it's not a deep running back class this year in the draft. It's a very deep quarterback class. I would, I do suspect that they're going to draft a quarterback. I really do. Uh, let's see who that could be. Um, but no, Joe, I, I think they got to bring them. They got to do what they can to get them both. Where, if they draft a running back, where do they draft them? Oh boy. Uh, from what I've seen, um, Obviously, uh, what's his favorite? The, the first two or three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Crap, I can't find it now. Um, and then, but you could get okay. So, so Caleb Williams is going number one. Um, Drake May is going number two. Uh, Jaden da- Daniels right now is going probably top ten. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like three or four or something like that. That's that's the LSU guy. But then you have J.J. McCarthy, who is right now at number 19, Oregon's Bo Nix, number 34, and Washington's Michael Penix Jr. at 44. Do you spend a first or second round draft pick on a quarterback? That would That would blow everything up. That would be amazing. I think they could get Bo Nix a little later. I like Bo Nix, um, but <laughs> it's it. That's why it's a very deep. I love it. Draft. Bring it, bring it on, bring on the drama. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's it's going to be a fun draft. It really is interesting. Not as interesting last year because you know they had uh, that first pick in the second round, which was everybody was kind of waiting to see. Uh, and I still feel like uh, they did a pretty decent job last year's draft. Right? I, we I like last year's draft class. I feel like they did a good job with it, but hopefully they, they do it again. Right now, a lot of them have taken the cornerback uh, from Georgia uh, at their pick right now. Uh, Lasseter, I believe is his name. I can never pronounce yeah. it right. 
Uh, or yeah, I think it's last tier. But um, I don't know if that's necessarily really the way to go. I, I think center is a big thing they need to get. Um, don't draft a punter. I'm going to repeat this. Don't Ever. draft a punter. Ever. Ever. Ever again. You go find a good punter, okay? Um, but still, uh, and that's another thing. You know, you want to say, well, how far are we away? I've been watching some of these punters in these last couple games, including last weekend, that Rams and Lions game. Holy crap. I mean, they were pinning guys into 10. Everybody, all these teams have had to work with big drives because the punting's been really very good and very consistent from all these teams. And then you got our guy, and holy crap. Yeah, he's got to be gone. He's got to be one of the first people on the bus home. I don't know when Tomlin conducts these one-on-one player interviews, if he's already started or whatever, but, I mean, I don't know what you say to first Presley Harvin. better not. He better not. He he better. The, you always see that one clip. I think it was from Hard Knocks of the when they were. I think they were the Jets when the guy is trying to use his key card to get back to get in the building. He's like, "Oh, it's not working. It's not working." That would I would revoke his, his <laughs> um, Percy Garvin's key card immediately. Yeah. Just, like, but, can, I mean, guys, can I get my stuff? No, yeah. no. Well, and you take the Chiefs, right? So here are the Chiefs again, six consecutive AFC uh, championship game appearances. We're kind of sick of it. We're sick of the Taylor Swift thing. We're sick of all this shit. But, uh, I mean, but not to the point that I want to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So I'll be reluctantly rooting for the Chiefs Sunday. But they had a major problem with that offensive line. The first year Mahomes got to the AFC Championship game uh, and, and the Super Bowl, he got wrecked. Uh, and they were like, hey, we, we got to fix this. And the Chiefs addressed that offensive line and have brought it to the point where it's one of the best offensive lines in the league. Uh, I mean, they've, they've really saved the Chiefs' bacon this year, right? I mean, they've blocked very well for Pacheco, for Pacheco and Hilaire. Um, the wide receiving drops, they've made up for that by giving them a good running game and giving Mahomes time to throw the ball. Um, that's been a big thing. I know an offensive lineman is never the sexiest pick, but really there's a lot of good offensive linemen, including a couple from that Washington Huskies team that went to the title game in Michigan that I'd love to see them grab. Uh, John Alt's kids out there. Uh, so there's a lot of guys I'd love to see them go offensive line because I think they need to. Um, you know, either center or offensive lineman would be my preferred preference. Uh, unless well, if Harvin, if, if Harvin drops into their lap, which is never going to happen, sure, but that that's what they need to do. The the um, they desperately need a center and they desperately need a well, whatever tackle is. I guess Broderick Jones needs to move back to needs to move to the left side because that's basically his natural position. So they need to draft a right tackle or yep. get a right tackle or whatever. Cause Dan Moore is another one that needs his key card revoked. Yeah. So JC Latham, who's a, a great right tackle for Alabama, um, but he's also ranked pretty high. So whether he'll fall to them, I don't know. But uh, right now, I mean, the Steelers draft 20th and this is super early, but he would be JC Latham would be available at least in this mock draft. Although okay. they have the Steelers taking Jared versus the defensive end at Florida State, we're not taking an edge at no, the no. first round. No. That is that is pure stupidity. That's somebody that has no idea what 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 uh, the Steelers are about. I, that's why I hate these a lot of these mock drafts that people don't know yeah, what not. the heck they're talking about. You got to be kidding me! Defensive end, what's wrong yeah. with you? So, um, yeah, they also need a cornerback, and they do, and and maybe a safety, and I don't know, I don't know. They're 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 yeah. they're they're their uh, defensive backfield is kind of a mess. 
Um, obviously, Joey Porter Jr. was a home run, but uh, God, was there anything else that was good in that? In that, with those uh, cornerbacks or, or safeties, it was a, it was right. a lot of. I yeah, mean, here I'm probably butchering that kid's name. Poor kid. Uh, like he, well, maybe he watches the show religiously. I don't know. For all we know, but uh, um, you know, he would be a guy out of Georgia that would be a good pick. Let me see if I'm even saying his name right. Yeah, Kamari Lassatier, um is a guy that, you know, a couple of people have us taken. Then the other one is that Cooper DeJean out of Iowa, who, let me tell you, you know, watching Big Ten as much as I do and, and seeing him play, he would be a fantastic ad. That would be a kid. He'd be in my, at least right now, my top four or five. I'd be very excited if they drafted him, and he would be one of those five guys. So that could be really interesting. Um, Iowa's you, – you can say what you want about Iowa. They've been putting out some really good NFL players on the line, tight ends, and they put out a lot of good players that, that just don't get do. just don't get anybody on the offense. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, unless it's a tight end because that's where that or the, or yeah, or uh, unless it's yeah. tight end or uh, but, yeah, or, um, whoever. Don't let's just say the Steelers' next offensive coordinator is not the I. It will, will not come from Iowa. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, but that's the thing, man. I mean, it's there's a lot of the drafts a very important draft again this year for them. It's a move forward. They've got a draft smart. Um, interested to see because they're still over the cap as of right now. If I'm not mistaken, very much over the cap. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's when there's there, yeah, quite a bit, and there's a lot, but there's a lot of questions about what to do with the cap. One of them is, what do you do with Cam Hayward? At the, I mean, he I is know. right now his his cap hit is enormous. It's it's the second most on the team. His cap hit is 22 million. Um. I'm sorry, he's not at that point anymore. You know, he's no. it's 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 a miracle that he's still out there at his age, you know, contributing at all. But you know, he was that was another thing we learned this week is that he was severely that that groin thing was was bothering him all all year, and it just sucks. It just sucks. But but they got to restructure that contract. They got to they got to uh, do something about that, um, and they got to. Larry Joby, that's a $13 million cap hit. That's that that's a that's a bit high. And they didn't that's get much from him. Um Alan Robinson is a $12 million cap hit. Obviously, they're gonna do something about that. That was that was just you know goofy uh yeah. cap, whatever. Well, it's it's yeah, it's sometimes for us mere mortals, it's hard to look at somebody in their 30s and be like, Yeah, they're past their private. I mentioned Stefan Diggs earlier, right? He also hit 30 this year. So, you know, I mean, it, it, and it's, I don't think, I don't feel that his job is as physical as Cam Hayward's. And, um, you know, he, he'd probably argue on that because he likes to talk about himself so much, but, um, you know, he doesn't have a lot to talk about after this season. But Cam Hayward, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just a brutal in the trenches guy. And because he's good, because he goes so hard every play, I told you last, last week how I couldn't believe how he was out there in July at that facility I was working on. He's out there busting his ass, running. It's hot. He has his own tackling dummies. He's hitting them. He, he, I mean, I'm sure other Steeler players are probably doing the same thing, but at least he was. I know for a fact I saw him do it. He's so committed. Um, you're going to get that, so he's probably worth the money to a point, but that may be one of those contracts you wonder if they're going to restructure. He seems to me like the guy that might do that, but I don't think he's going to give a hometown discount either. So I, yeah. I don't know, Joe. It's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, Chooks is gone. That's a twelve million dollar cap hit. Um, that did, that did not end well. Um, Patrick 
Peterson. That is an interesting one. He is a $10 million cap hit. Um, I don't know what you do with him. I, I, I would say move him to safety, but he needs to learn how to tackle if he wants to do that. Well, and that, that's the thing. I mean, it, that's that age thing again. Are you really going to lay out your line and throw a bone-crushing hit? I mean, I felt like Josh Allen made a pretty good move. Josh Allen's not an easy guy. He's a big, big man like Roethlisberger was. He's not easy to sack. But, man, he threw Patrick Peterson off of him like he was nothing. Got like uh, Salvio, what's his name, over the top rope in the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, Um <laughs> Yeah, one of the bushwhackers, but <laughs> just uh, yeah, he was just gone, and and I, you know, part of that's age too, right? I mean, it's just a physical game that the safeties and cornerbacks play as well. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of age there too, and uh, you just, oh, I don't know, a lot of know. questions, a lot of questions, so um, so you know, many. but you you feel good about at least the personnel side because Omar Khan had such a good first off season. So let's see what he does in his second off season. And who knows, who knows? Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I just, I mean, none of it matters if you don't get the quarterback in the offense, right? It doesn't matter. And it's just so scary because so, I mean, you think, you think fire Canada was a big thing. Ask Chicago about Luke Getzky. They were saying the same thing. That guy was, you know, like sometimes you get an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator and they are an exact horrible, like horrible fit. Look at what the Eagles did. They lost both of their, they went to the Super Bowl, lost both their coordinators and they went to hell. Yeah. If you don't have the right guy, you are in trouble. So that is yeah. the most important thing is find the right offensive coordinator and get Kenny Pickett or whoever the hell is it going to be, get him right because that's they, it. The rest doesn't matter. Almost the Eagles is just it's almost unbelievable to me to how they fell apart. I mean, all the right people there: AJ Brown, Hurts, uh, Kelsey, decent offensive line. But that the big thing was their defensive backs. Right, they were the number one pass defense in the league last year. This year, they're like one of the worst. You know, just how do you go from worst to you know? And you're right; those coordinators, it's a big deal. Uh, I saw all the Pitt fans going, "Oh, Alex Van Pelt's available." Oh, Alex Van Pelt's been fired from the Browns. He's been fired from the Buccaneers. He was not renewed in Green Bay. I mean, I get it, Pitt guy. I think I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe as a quarterback coach, but I don't think he's the answered offensive coordinator. So please, let's not have Alex Van Pelt as an off OC. I don't want anybody that's gone to Pitt. I don't want <laughs> anybody that's from Pittsburgh. I don't want anybody that's ever visited Pittsburgh. I want I want the next <laughs> offensive coordinator to say. Well, you guys put a lot of fries on stuff. What's up with right. that? You, you know, that guy, yeah, that guy that has want, a couple in and out burgers in California chain. <laughs> exactly. I want a guy to say, why, why can't I park here? But there's a, there's a chair there and I'm being told <laughs> I can't park there. Like I want him to be completely oblivious to anything. Like, like never visited Pittsburgh. Yeah. Why do you it put fries like, on your salads and sandwiches? Why is there a chair <laughs> in my parking spot? You know, why is Mr. Rogers such a big deal? Right, and, right. You know, why is everybody drinking Arnold Palmer's? Why why is there a hole in this bridge that I could see down to the river? Is that right. a normal I asked thing? For a soda and they threw me out. I mean, you know, was, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, who was Myron Cope? You know, yeah, we, we right, that's right. That's the guy you want. What? And uh, what? Yeah. 
Just I, I, agree. I like, I like the Philadelphia Flyers. What's wrong with that? Why why, why you guys hate me? Oh. Um, yeah, yeah no, no, I, yeah, no ties to anything. No ties to this to the pit or anything like that. Screw that. Get somebody new with new ideas. Oh, oh, here's another thing. Trell Austin is, I believe, this his contract is up or something like that. To me, that doesn't really last year. Um, I, and it, Terrell Austin's one of the enigmas too, because I, I, I've, I don't know Terrell Austin. I, I've seen what he's done at Sharon since it's close to me. Um, he's been a very good-minded, uh, highly regarded coach for that. You know, there, there's parts of their defense that you could say he did well, but there's that gray area. We never know: is Terrell Austin calling the shots, or is it Mike Tomlin? And I always exactly. say this: when Dick LeBeau was fully in charge doing the deal. That's when the last time this defense was feared. Since Dick LeBeau's gone, it's never been as feared as it once was. Um, and you go to the playoffs right now, it's five consecutive losses, giving up 30-plus points, two of them 30-plus points, three of them 40-plus points in the playoffs. So I, I I don't know if I guess Terrell Austin gets a pass from me until they figure that out or whatever, but um, I, I don't know how much you can really pin on the guy. Uh, he seems like a young and innovative mind. I think he'd get picked up really quickly if he was let go. But um, – Man, I don't know. Um, the, a lot yeah, of the yeah. things I think the defense struggled with this year was because the offense struggled along with it, right? I mean, just all the three and outs early on the season. You're you're going against. I mean, I mean that 49ers team. That's the last team. I mean, they were going to kick our ass. I felt anyway, but God, our defense looked horrible against 49ers. Not because they're so good, but our offense was so poor. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess I give Terrell Austin a pass. I'd like to see him again next year and see what they can do. It's it's complimentary football, and that was one of the, the the biggest things. Is the the offense was horrible. It was one three out after another, and they would just put the deep, the defense was good, but they just were out there way too long, and and it, it got exposed. And that that would happen with any defense. So yeah, yeah, that's why they really need or, to, to fix this. Or offense. you could look at it the other way too. What would Terrell Austin's defense look like without TJ Watt? You know, I mean, well, we saw it, and it was horrible. Yeah, they they're what's the record? It's insane. It's like one and eleven. One and eleven. One and eleven without TJ Watt. So that's pathetic. You know what's yeah. really weird? They actually do better with um without Minka Fitzpatrick than then with, with him. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> really weird. Um so yeah, I, we'll I personally, see. as much as I just talked about Terrell, I personally wish they would have kept the kid uh, the guy from Miami. Um, but maybe that was gonna be two two big egos clashing there. I don't know with him and Tomlin, but uh, yeah, Brian Flores. Yeah, Brian Flores. I, I think I think that whole thing was like a, a a gentleman's agreement. It's like, hey, I want you to come on, and it's just going to be for this year only. I don't think you know. I don't think there was ever a shot where they would say, okay, you're you're now that you know it's your defense. You're now the defense. So that would have been amazing because he did wonders. And he's he became the, the defensive coordinator in Minnesota. He did wonders with a crap defense, and he made them good. So Brian Flores is the is the real deal. He'll never yeah. be a, 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 a head coach because he sued the league. But still, he's he'll, he can, he's <laughs> yeah. an excellent defensive coordinator. Yeah. That um, Miami defense under him was pretty good, and they haven't been the same since he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so you were in Buffalo for for the for Buffalo for the Bills Chiefs. Well, um, how many throw? How many snowballs did you throw? <laughs> None. Ah. No, no, there, there was a few being thrown, but I mean, I, I don't know what you, I see some people crapping on that. I mean, and I think it is a penalty, uh, but I thought uh, I did. We could see like when, when Holmes ran over to, I think maybe it was his 
his parents or somebody down there, a friend, he got deluge with snowballs. I mean, he had, <laughs> I mean, but we've seen the Browns fans throw beer bottles, Bears fans throw beer bottles. There's been so much worse than Eagles, for God's sakes. Uh, and uh, batteries. About my wife. Um, she's actually heading out tonight to get ahead of the ice that's coming tomorrow. So God bless her for that and safe travel. Um, but no, you know, it's it, yeah. I, I saw it, but there was so much snow there. What the hell do you? What do you tell you? It's, it'd be like. You know, it's right there. <laughs> right, right. It's like I can take my, my son there, he's nine, and saying, hey, you don't throw any snow, even though it's a big pile with perfectly right. snow <laughs> right there. You know, and I think the Steelers game was a little different because there was much more snow, and the ushers were like, you know what, I don't know what, what do you want me to do. I can't, I mean, yeah, right. I have guys digging holes to get to their seat yeah, and you know, yeah. not having them throw snowballs. And it was coming from everything, so it, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and here's the thing, too. I saw a, a friend of mine posted, well, the next thing, what they need to do is they need to, it'll be a 15-yard penalty uh, on the Bills if they throw any more snowballs. Well, let me tell you something. There was a lot of Chiefs fans there. Guess what? They're going to start snowing <laughs> snowballs like there's no tomorrow. Right, right. To get, to get the, get the like Bills penalized, penalized. yeah. They're really like Bob Walk out there, you know, just throwing, shutting, you know. Uh, yeah, so um, – I thought one thing that came up that was interesting, and you and I touched on this a little bit this week too. A lot of people were reminiscing and talking about Sports Illustrated uh, and what happened this past week with laying off of Mr. Whole staff. And uh, I had two friends that I'd known since working with them in college that worked for Sports Illustrated. They got laid off this past week. And uh, Joe, I go back to, I think I started my subscription like 89. Um, I still have a lot of them, much to my parents' chagrin, because there's still a lot of them at their house. I should probably get them up here. But uh, I picked out a few. Um, this is my all-time favorite right there. Mr. Is that the one, Mr. Hockey? Yeah, that's a ah, nice Mr. Hockey. Yep. Uh, and that's interesting is that if you look in through here, how times have changed. We talk about NFL dra or fancy draft. There's a lot of cigarette ads in here. Um, <laughs> you know, this talks a lot about the the, the, the great Pittsburgh Pirates. And how this could be their year, which, you know, 90, 92, right? Like, oh, uh, that was nice funny. back then. Um, <laughs> great article on Barry Bonds. And then I, I just, I love these ones. The, 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 uh, That's the one I want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then this one. Uh, what, what year is that as great aggressive? What is that? Is that like 88 uh, or something like that? This issue was February 6, 1989. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that's, and this is, uh, that was a series <laughs> where Adam Graves, that jerk off, uh, you know, tried to take off Mario's wrists and hands. Remember that? Uh, he should have been. He should have been thrown in jail for that. Oh, he should have. I can't. I never liked Adam Grace. And then, of course, and I was at that game when when he came back. So I pulled out my three Mario Lemieux ones. You know, this one was from. Uh, this one was from March twelfth, two thousand one. March twelfth, two thousand one. Talking about how he came back. You were at that game where where Mario came back. I have the flag down in my basement. I should go pick it up. It says "Lay Magnifique" on it. Oh yes. yeah. I yep. was at that. I was at that game too, and that yes. was just pure luck because I just got. Uh, I just. I just happened to get. Um, it's like, oh, you know, let me get uh, Penguins tickets for the family for for our game, and it was, you know, it was just, just happened to be the, the the first game after Christmas, December twenty seventh, and it's like, okay, yep. and then they announce he's coming back. I'm like, oh my god, and that was that was the most amazing atmosphere. That was the most amazing thing. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up. Um, religiously reading Sports Illustrated, Sporting News, Sport Magazine, 
Um, there might have been one Morning or two others. Yep. The hockey news. Um, hockey but, news. but, but sports. But sports. Paper. Yeah, Sports yeah. Illustrated was. It was like a Bible, and, and you know, it, it wasn't like it is now. If I want any information, I'll just pull it up on my phone. If I want to read or anything, I'll get it instantly. You waited every week for that Sports Illustrated, and they had the best writers and the best analysis, and it was like whatever they said. It was like like the word of God. I have. I have a couple. My sister got me. Um, this is this is an autograph one for uh, this is uh, Rocky Blyer from 1976. Oh, that's awesome! Um, I love it. Yep. And this is ones. another another autograph one. This is from 1979. This is January 29th, 1979. So I don't know if they just won the. I don't know if they were just on their way to the Super Bowl or or what, or just won a Super Bowl, but. Um, and then this one, this is a, uh, this is one of the famous uh, Sports yes. Illustrated covers of Jack yep. Lambert, um, but it's so sad. It's so sad. You know, it's just I guess it's a sign of the times. Was, you know, and, and times yeah. are changing. But God, mine was that. Thursday, and uh, I always remember it came Thursday. And then I was looking up. Do you know who had the most cover appearances in SI history? Who? Michael Jordan. Okay. 50 and then at the next closest is Muhammad Ali at like 48. Uh, he's in there, but it was like, I think it's Jordan. Um, Ali uh, was in there, you know, magic, you know, just in that stuff we grew up with, man. I mean, I think the only athlete that made the top 10 and he was maybe 23 was covered was uh, LeBron James. Other than that, it was all and Tiger Woods was there too. Tiger Woods was in there quite a bit. Uh, he was in like the top five or top six. Um, but a lot of the other stuff was stuff, Andre Agassi, stuff that you and I and, and a lot of kids in our generation grew up with in the 90s and the 80s that were they're on those covers. So, But you're right. It's fun to kind of look through them. And um, it, it is a sign of the times. You know, you and I both have friends that write for The Athletic, and I know you've had a few of them on your show. And uh, and it's all great and all, but there's just something about, yeah, going to that mailbox and, and getting that SI. And I remember the swimsuit issue. I try to hide it from my mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I got a swimsuit issue. There it is, baby. Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland posters. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I yeah. Al McPherson. Al McPherson. Cindy you know, Crawford. Yes. Uh, um, just amazing. But yeah, I remember that very well. And uh, all the current, uh, the one, I didn't bring them all out. There's one Steeler one. It's not, there's the Rocky Blyers. And I had the band and the commemorative one, the big one with Heinz Ward on it. But the one that always stuck out to me, it was kind of a sign of what we're talking about tonight. It was the Steelers and the Raiders, and it's Brenston Buckner, and it says the big bad Steelers are back. And he's and he's like a, he's like engulfing guy. someone. Yeah, and it's you know I remember you know Brenston Buckner's never probably going to be in a Heinz Hall of Fame there at the Heinz Field, but that was fun. And to me, that was kind of what we're talking about tonight. Really, to kind of wrap it back up, right? Is is that was when I kind of felt like heck yeah, something's happening, something's going on here. Buckner, Ray Seals, you know whatever. I mean, in in. Yeah, I mean that was that was fun. I, I love that cover. I couldn't find it in time enough tonight for the show, but I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. But that was one of the ones I wanted to show. But those are those Mario I, ones are my favorites. I am trying to find all of the ones, all basically any Pittsburgh sports sports illustrated cover. I'm trying to buy all of them. Yeah, just little by little. I want to, and I'm gonna I wanna want I wanna frame them. Remember the one of um Terry Bradshaw and 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 uh Willie Stargell. Yep. You know, the, the, also the, probably the, one of the most famous. I think if you go look on something, that's in the top ten of all time. Like voted on upon 
that was it's like very high too. It's like maybe three or four, number three or number four. Um, as the greatest issues ever, um, covers ever. So that that was a big one. I uh, remember the pit is it. Um, when they won this, the national title, a lot of guys have a lot of guys I know in their their men caves have the pit is it one right and with with is, with uh with Tony Dorsett running and the cheerleaders so. and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So. and then I I of course I have a couple of the Penn State ones um the other one I couldn't find it I'm a huge NASCAR fan you know racing fan a Dale Earnhardt commemorative one, commemorative one is really special to me uh, I think I know where it's at just again timing wise didn't have time to grab it but that one is very dear to my heart um. That was that was after he died. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's so much great stuff, and I'll, I'll miss it. Uh, and, and there's something about flipping. I was flipping through these tonight for the show a little bit, and just reading some of the articles and how times have changed. Like the uh, this one here, the uh, Mister Hockey at the top, it says the NBA Finals. Michael goes for title number two. You know, like, <laughs> holy crap, you know, like yeah. And then the '89 one talks about how. Man, Michael Jordan just hasn't gotten there yet. That's in the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the one here, and I always like this one, Joe. Sorry, I know we're hitting up, up to our time limit, but um, I don't think he's out of plastic too often. I started to tonight to read these. But I love this shot here. This one has one of Borky. Um, look at there. There's John Daly in that one. That's funny. Um, <laughs> oh, where's it at? It's got Borky uh, when, they swept the, uh, when they swept the Blackhawks. And um, – Look, Mark O'Meara winning the Masters. Holy crap. That was right before Tiger became big. It, it's it's funny. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. Um, basically because Michael Jordan and, and Mary Lemieux came out the same yeah, year. And I, I I idolized both of them and I was the biggest Chicago Bulls fan. And now I don't I couldn't care less about the Chicago Bulls. I, I, I don't even follow the NBA that much, but it's just funny that I was such a fan of the Bulls. Oh, look at that. Phil Bork. Yep. Bork oh, right there. Story. Oh, beautiful. But I was a fan of the Bulls, too. I, I tell you, we could do a whole show if you ask me on what happened to you saw what happened with Jerry Krause's um Oh, that was such a shame. I mean, don't, you know, don't 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 Chicago, don't don't boost mother. What the frick? I mean, the Come whole on. reason that you guys had six titles and it was because of him. Because of him. I mean, that was just I mean, they see her cry. So what? Yeah, how do you do that? That's that is really low class. I mean, that is one of the lowest class things we talk about. Snowballs in Buffalo. Um, that's probably one of the lowest class things. You and want they won years. what six titles? Showed some appreciation. Show some. You know that was one of the greatest teams ever. One of the greatest dynasties ever. Show some appreciation. Show some reverence. Don't like what the heck? Just why? Because some documentary said he was a bad guy or something like that. Me a break, like, my goodness. Yeah. I've had my qualms about Mike Tomlin, but whatever, and he will when he gets in that ring of honor that we have or the hall, the Heinz Hall. When he gets in, if I'm at that game, I'm gonna cheer. I mean, yeah. hey, he won a Super Bowl, he, he won the Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl and, but I mean, there's things that yeah, you could boo him for, but I'm not, I mean. For God's sakes, what are you? What are you? Show thinking? some respect. Show some respect. Um, you know when when somebody or in this case something dies, you're sad, but you also remember the good times. And it was it was nice that everybody shared. What's your favorite? Um, Sports Illustrated cover, and everybody had a whole. There was a whole bunch of ones. You know, you know people that are you know fans of whatever their teams. They'll they'll they'll, they'll 
mentioned there them or or whatever. Another big one was the uh, the the Miracle on Ice. Miracle that on was Ice one of the, the most you know one of the fam- yep. most famous ones. So it's just it's just so sad, and it's just a you know it's just a bygone era, and you know it's you know I I haven't I haven't I haven't I haven't even seen a Sports Illustrated in like. 10 years or something like that so it's not like you know it, it's not who, who even knows if they were publishing them anymore it's yeah. it's i feel bad for all the people that lost their jobs yeah. um i i listened to um uh, uh jimmy Traina does the uh the the si media podcast and i listen to that every week and i i hope he's okay he's 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 really good but you know like the ones with Tal, the really good ones they'll find something else but it still sure. won't be the same that you know that no. we, i mean hell well, you know did you see what they were doing with sports illustrated they had ai writing the freaking articles come on guys come on guys integrity matters yeah don't come no, on let's you know stop with this crap you know you, you, there's only so far you could go before people want authentic authenticity and integrity and just remember that don't you know don't forget this ai crap don't don't let ai write articles or god knows what else what else is going to be coming down the pike we want integrity we want reality yeah yeah because that that's the reality that of the thing man and if it was one of your teams you followed you couldn't wait to get to the mailbox, almost sometimes you go buy one at Barnes and Noble just so you had a backup. So if the one happened, something happened to one in the mailbox, um, but because uh, my dad's like, "Why do you have two copies of this?" I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Because wasn't sure if I was going to get that issue." So I think I have like, <laughs> two or three of the Heinz Ward ones. Um, but yeah, um, it, it it it's tough. It's tough to see guys or girls, uh, guys and girls, lose their jobs there, and uh, what what it was, what it once was, and just what it isn't anymore, and sad. Yeah. It's sad. So, yep. All right. Well, we on to who's who's who do you think is uh, going to be your uh, what, what do you think is going to be the Super Bowl matchup? I had the 49ers winning it all from the very beginning. So I'm going to stick with my horse. But if you ask me, I'd rather see the Lions go. I mean, I just I love what the fan base. I love oh the my loudness. God. I mean, I am I am all about the Detroit Lions winning. I love it. But I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the, the 49ers. Imagine. And, imagine Imagine if the Lions go to the Super Bowl. Oh my God, that would be so. Oh, that would be so sweet. I would love that uh, so much. Oh my I, the God. The best storyline. The best storyline would have been the Lions versus the Bills. No question. Oh, no question. Yeah. Now the only storyline you can oh, really hope yeah. for. It's been a while since the Niners have won a Super Bowl. I, I get that. Um, but those are the best storylines are in the NFC. Uh, and I'll be rooting for the NFC for very rare that I do. But. I, I really can't root for the Chiefs, although I want them to beat the Ravens. And if the Ravens go, I'm sure as hell not rooting for the Ratbird. So, yeah. Listen, listen, everybody, look at me right now. Everybody that is watching this, don't you dare root for the Ravens. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if they clone Hitler and Hitler becomes um, <laughs> uh, the coach of the, of the Chiefs or something like that. I don't care. Don't you ever. Don't you ever root for the Ravens or the Browns or the Bengals in anything ever. You are yeah, that, that, that you revoke your Steeler fanship if you do that. Don't you yep. ever that new offensive coordinator's got to learn that when he comes here. Yeah, that's right. I don't care. I don't care if you learn about fries on a why why do you put fries on a sandwich? <laughs> you put fr- fries on your salad? What what it's a salad, it's supposed to be healthy. Why do you put fries on it? It's like <laughs> you're gonna learn, and you're also gonna learn you never you never the, the, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals are the enemy. Yeah. Yep. All right, sir. Yes, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yep. We'll see Thanks, you. Joe.